Grace be unto you and peace. Number 1606-23 A Year with the Church Fathers Rejoice in the knowledge of Scripture. Some people love to accumulate jewels from the farthest corners of the earth. But if you study Scripture diligently, says St. Cyril of Alexandria, you will gather a treasure greater than any collection of jewels. If you wish to explore the Holy Scripture, and you overcome your laziness and apply yourself, thirsting for the knowledge, then every good thing will be yours. You will fill your mind with the divine light. Then, when you apply that light to the doctrines of the Church, you will very easily recognize everything that is true and unadulterated, and lay it up in the hidden treasures of your soul. Then you will rejoice as much in having the knowledge you desire as others who are worldly do when they insatiably accumulate Indian gems or gold. In fact, you will rejoice even more, for wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her, as it is written in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11. St. Cyril of Alexandria, Five Tomes Against Nestorius. 1. In God's presence, consider, is my real treasure in knowledge, or have I usually preferred shiny rocks? Closing prayer. Father, I know that faith in your word is the road to wisdom. Open my eyes to your works and my ears to your voice. Through the Ear with Thomas Merton. Like a word, God utters me like a word containing a partial thought of himself. New Seeds of Contemplation. Magnificat, June 2023. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day. The Sacred Heart. Synthesis of all Catholic Doctrine. The Sacred Heart is not a simple devotion of sentiment. It is not even a special isolated dogma. It is the synthesis of all Catholic doctrine, of the whole Catholic moral law, summed up in the love of Jesus Christ for us and of our love for Jesus Christ. There is then for us a theology of the Sacred Heart, This theology, according to St. Augustine and Bousquet, from the consideration that God is the eternal heart, God is love, 1 John 4, verses 8, finds as this charity the purpose, if not the explanation, 
of the whole series of Christian mysteries. God loves. To love is to give. God has given us everything and has given himself to us. He commenced by giving existence to us and to all beings. That is creation. God loves. To love is to speak, to make oneself heard by the person who is loved. And that is revelation, the sacred scriptures, God's law. God loves. To love is to make oneself like the person loved. That is the incarnation. God loves. To love is to save the person loved cost what it may, to die for the person loved, that is the redemption. To love is to wish to be perpetually present to the person loved, that is the blessed Eucharist, the real presence, the altar. To love is to give oneself to each of those whom one loves, that is holy communion. The Last Supper, finally, to love is to wish to make happy with oneself forever all those whom one has loved, that is the eternal happiness of heaven. A vast synthesis of love, which is also a synthesis of our faith. As for us, cries St. John, we believe in the love which God has for us. 1 John chapter 4, verses 16. Everything is included in that. St. Francis de Sales was right when he said, In the Church of Jesus Christ, everything belongs to love. Everything is founded on love, and everything is love. God, who has created man after his own image, wishes that in man, as in God, everything be regulated by love and for love. God's Little Instruction Book, number 1, 2, and 3, by Honor Books, Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Second Timothy chapter one, verses seven. I've suffered a great many ca- catastrophes in my life. Most of them never happened. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. Happiness is the result of circumstances, but joy endures in spite of circumstances. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. One reason the dog has so many friends, he wags his tail instead of his tongue. An evil man sows strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Chesterson, day by day. Blasphemy is an artistic effect because blasphemy depends on a philosophical conviction. Blasphemy depends on belief and is fading with it. If anyone doubts this, let him sit down seriously and try to think blasphemous thoughts about Thor, I think his family will find him at the end of the day in a state of some exhaustion. Heretics. A reflection. In enumerating the miracles of the Christian faith, we must never forget the countless and great miracles of change of heart and disposition in people truly converted to the faith. 
How many are the raging criminals that this faith has tamed? How many bloodthirsty robbers has the faith transformed into innocent lambs? How many debauched ones has the faith turned into chaste ones? How many persecutors has the faith turned into defenders of the faith? How many selfish, arvious men has the faith taught compassion? How many fearful ones has the faith directed on the road to extreme self-sacrifice? Metropolitan Phileret writes thus about Russian Prince Vladimir, a lover of all pleasures who could not have loved them more, the pagan Vladimir became, in Christianity, a model of chaste married life. He dismissed all his wives and concubines and lived with one wife, the devout Anna, an evil, vindictive, and bloodthirsty fatricide and paganism. Vladimir was in Christianity the most compassionate friend of the poor. The poor always had access to him, and he distributed both money and food with a generous hand. More than that, the sick are unable to come to my place and palace, he said, and he commanded that meat, fish, bread, kvass, and honey be carted about the streets. The gospel words, Blessed are the merciful, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, penetrated into the depth of his heart and became his rule of life. Quotes by St. Augustine. To fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek him, the greatest adventure. To find him, the greatest human achievement ancient wisdom for today's world. My body is no longer mine, it is my wife's. St. Paul says the husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. What rights is Paul speaking of? He wants to make us understand that the wife is no longer the owner of her own body. She is the slave, and at the same time the owner of her husband. If you Try to escape from this slavery, says Paul. You offend the Lord. The apostle speaks here of rights because he wants it to be clear that neither spouse can freely do as he or she chooses, but one is slave of the other. If a harlot tries to seduce you, you ought to think, I am not the owner of my body. It belongs to another. And the wife should think the same If anyone assails her chastity, my body is no longer mine, it is my husband's. So that applies to both. But of them, both of them have the same rights. There are no special privileges for the man. The husband does not rule over his body, but the wife does. Perfect equality, no privilege. Paul adds, do not refuse one another except by agreement. What does he mean? The wife is not to claim to practice continuance against the husband's will, nor the husband against the will of his wife. Why so? Because serious evils could result. Adultery, fornication, family disasters are often caused by this. Take a married couple and suppose she wants to observe continence against his wishes. What can she say? If he then gives himself over to evil, or at the very least feels aggravated, 
hurt, angry, goes to law and makes her life intolerable? What will she have gained by her countenance of love that has been destroyed? John Chrysostom on the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 19, verses 1.